Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. A toast to you, sir. <sighs> I, I like the Santa mug. Very classy. Be classy. I you won this mug. Look. Where'd you win it from? I won it from Santa Ugly Claus. Sweater Contest. He won it from Santa in a poker contest. That's it, what he wants yes. to say. Are you wearing Actually, the ugly that, sweater that won? Say what? Are you wearing oh, the ugly sweater that won? I am indeed. Wow. Here's it a question says, for y'all. I know I'm already, we're already derailed, but that's okay. That's fine. Ugly sweater contest. <laughs> okay, this works for you too. Both of your sweaters are actually cool and not ugly. So True. are they ugly sweaters? I, I wore this for my work ugly sweater contest. I said, can I enter when Will Smith is so beautiful? They let me enter. Is he, yeah, Will Smith, not an ugly man. No, it's true because the ugly sweater thing has now taken on its own interesting style. Like, yeah, I was once given an ugly sweater that had like TIE fighters and X wings on it. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know, this is actually a very cool Christmas sweater. It is, a, even though it was designed to emulate an ugly Christmas sweater. Yes. I was like, this doesn't, you know, an ugly Christmas sweater has to have been knitted by a grandmother who really tried. <laughs> That's what know? I'm thinking. Because then, Andrew, your sweater says holidays with a Z, and you got, like, beer steins all around it. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and like, I, I try to go for something that's a little bit more humorous, because why not? Why like, not? Uh, but, like, yeah, as far as ugly Christmas sweaters are concerned, I don't think anyone tries to make anything ugly in terms of Christmas sweaters anymore. I think it's just, I've seen some ugly Christmas sweaters, trust me. But like yeah. I don't, I just don't see them anymore. Like no, they're actual, always fun. They're always fun. So no, no, yeah. No. All right. So we all agree that it has shifted toward <laughs> toward being fun Christmas sweaters. It is exactly. Um, yeah, well, creative Christmas sweaters. What a great little segue! I guess I'm gonna make it one anyway, uh, because <laughs> we're gonna talk about the night before today, where the characters wear ugly Christmas sweaters. Segue. Um, so this movie came out in 2015, um, starring the, 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 the trio, the legendary trio of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. Um, not, a, not a group that I would <clears throat> normally think, to, think of together, you know? Yeah, yeah. JGL kind of slides in there a little bit. I think he's done a few movies with Seth Rogen, but Anthony Mackie was left field. Yeah. Um, yeah. this yeah. is a movie that, um, I've liked for a really long time. Garrett, you picked it. So why don't we start like we always have with you telling us why you picked this movie? You know, I have an interesting relationship with Christmas. Most times I've, I've never been Mr. Like Grinch, but I've also never been Mr. Festivities. Uh, I also had a family member who passed away right on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's very similar to Mr. A, a JGL and his family in this movie who, who died on Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, I, I always appreciate a tragic Christmas more than a cookie cutter Christmas because a cookie cutter Christmas is never real to me. Uh, and so the more things that go off the walls crazy, the more I enjoy it and the more I connect with it. And so this to me is like what Christmas vacation would be. Could they get away with a bunch of stuff when Christmas vacation was made? Yeah. This, at its core, has a great story of a person who's stuck down on his luck, trying to find his way out. Friends who love him and are struggling to tell him that he's stuck. 
in his own way and that the spirit of Christmas fills them. And that is the center of this movie. And it leads to everybody being able to find their own happy endings going through this tredge of Christmas crap as well in the most wonderful humorous way. And so I think that is why this movie is so good is because it is to a lot of people gross, tragic, but at its core, telling a very good Christmas story. Andrew, what do you think? Well, uh, so here's my take on it, is that um, I think for its time, whenever I was first introduced to this movie, it was, it was funny. Like, I liked it enough. I'm just like, okay, this is actually, I can enjoy this around Christmas. This time. Oh, no. What are you, you going to break my heart? I'm sorry. I might have to break a heart or two. I oh, didn't no. really care for it. Oh, my God. I, I really didn't. And I, 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 I don't know why. I just couldn't get, I was just, it, the you more I watched it, I was just like, this is like a, to me, you know, I've seen stoner movies before. This is exactly the same as a stoner movie. Mm-hmm. And will I watch it again at Christmas? Yeah, sure, I will. But, like, for some reason, I don't know why, this is just a, this to me, it has its funny bits. It has its funny comedy elements to it. Uh, but all in all, I feel <laughs> like, I don't know, there was just something missing from this. I don't know why. I get the moral of the story. I think it's yeah. told. I think it's told well. I think it's told well. But other than that, I just. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel it this time. Or yeah. whenever I was, re- whenever I was reviewing this, I just felt you know. I'm sorry, but I just I don't like this. Okay. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. Well. Um, all right, and that's my hot take. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. I like it a lot. This has entered my uh, <clears throat> annual rotation for the last several years now. Um, oh, interesting. I watch it every year. Uh, in fact, typically, this is the movie I use to kick off Christmas. And I, I watched it last night as of this recording. And I thought, okay, wow, now it feels like Christmas to me because I have watched my Christmas movie. <laughs> and now I feel the holiday spirit. It's been lacking, of course, that's also because it's been summertime for the last uh, every other day. <laughs> it's true. So That's I'm, true. I'm struggling to, to keep the Christmas spirit right now. But but the movie helped me get there a lot. Uh, I would back everything uh, that Garrett said about it. I think it is a good story with a nice message. It actually makes me... There's times where I'm like, you know what? This pulls up my heartstrings a little bit because they're such good friends and, and they're just trying to help... Um, what was what was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's name? I can't remember. Ethan, I think. Ethan. Ethan. Not, yeah, we'll go with Ethan. I should remember, but I don't. They're trying to help Ethan get back on his feet because he's fallen into a rut. It's great. Very funny. Um, it shouldn't work. I don't think. It, I don't think it should work, but it does. Um, there's great cameos. Um, you've got well, Mindy Kaling's not really a cameo. She kind of plays a role, but you got Mindy Kaling. The, the best cameo, obviously, the actual only like true cameo that we're going to talk about is Miley Cyrus. Yes. Um, who, yes. who, and, and James Franco. Yeah. Yep. I was going to yeah. glide over him, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is also a cameo, and that's, and that happens. 
Yeah. Uh, Miley brings it together mm-hmm. and helps um, Ethan very stupidly propose to uh, his the one that got away. Love story, Christmas. You got Jason Manzukis and, and Jason Jones <laughs> as drunk Santas. Which may not necessarily be cameos, but they are fun moments. Yeah, I don't oh, know if they're great. cameos, but they're fun oh, moments. Manzukis is off the walls. He is. He's always, always good. I love him. Yeah, he's so I've funny. Never, he's crazy. Good. He's so, never been bad in anything. No. It, no. I, I think it's a real fun movie. And now I would love to hear from David. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I'd say, and you know, is it Christmas themed? Yes. Yeah. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. No. Unfortunately, this movie suffers from many, many disqualifiers. Uh, <laughs> mostly the same one. I didn't need to see pictures of some guy's Yule log. All right. I didn't need, <laughs> I didn't need a repetitive conversation about this man's candy cane. All right. Now, uh, uh, you know, be it Franco's or not. I don't know if it was. That's for uh, that's for, you know, us to find out. I'm sure it wasn't actually. Uh, you know, I, I, I it is hard for me to look at the movie and not appreciate, I think, the work joseph gordon levitt put in because i think he actually turns in a pretty good performance him and uh lizzie kaplan i think have great chemistry they do uh, i'd love to see those two work together more uh anthony mackie in 2015 i wasn't that familiar with anthony mackie but i've become yeah. more aware of him over time uh and he's i mean I, you can all you can kind of see it here that this guy has that sort of big star quality uh very funny uh in other, in other words anthony mackie was on your left he was on my left this whole time, and I had no idea. Uh, Seth Rogen, uh, my general stance on Seth Rogen is I could take him or leave him. Uh, okay. But uh, here, it was all leave him. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was the most uh, annoying part of the story for me, I'll be honest. He was on a lot uh, of drugs. He, he was, which was drugs, an insane David. thing to do. I realize that's the point of the movie is yeah. to do insane <laughs> things. But it was just like an insane thing to do is just to take like one of every. I thought the same thing. I thought, why would you think more drugs? Because he was on drugs. You feel better. You're on drugs. I realized that once he started the first drug, more bad decisions would be made. Oh, but yeah. from a perspective of a wife who's. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I'm telling them. From the perspective of a wife, why would you give your husband a box of every illegal drug? To celebrate. He's been such a rock. She explained it's gonna it kill him. It's going to kill the man. This you know he's going to take everyone. They home. understood that this relationship of this particular Christmas tradition was based on drugs and alcohol. And they are weaning down and they are saying, this is your last hurrah. You have been so strong. For me in this pregnancy, when I have been freaking out, here is your chance to cut loose with your friends. You have my permission to do the things that you used to do. Go do it. I don't know what this is. Here's a box of drugs. This was her chance to get rid of him. She knew what she was doing. She's like, I'm going to give this guy. You should not be mixing drugs (laughs) prescription or otherwise. That's for true. I do do Uh, that. So like she was like, I'm going to kill this man. She Uh, definitely gave him that opportunity. (laughs) And I like how she was surprised. Like they run into each other at midnight mass and he's wow. clearly off his head. And she's like, what yeah. are you doing here? And it's like, what do you think he's doing here? You gave him cocaine and yeah. like, uh, uh, you and know, who knows what Molly else? <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, what's that one that starts with an E? Ecstasy. Ecstasy. That's it. Uh, uh, you know, all this stuff and like the world's smallest joint. So like yep. it was, uh, it was bound the to happen. The proportions are all wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, 
I, I won't pretend that the, the movie has no no redeeming qualities. It had its humor. It had its fun moments. I did appreciate, even though I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't put this group together. Yeah, I wouldn't put these three together probably. But yeah. I feel like they developed good chemistry. Yeah. But uh, Michael Shannon, I found to be really fun. You know, I also think that, again, that is the deeper part of this story is that this story is not, again, d- despite you, you throw the drugs away, you throw everything else away. What I appreciate is that it is an alternate Christmas story. You look at it as a story itself. It is not your your families on a regular traditional basis. It is a right. it is a different perspective of a Christmas story. And that is what I appreciate most of the time. Right. I am not a big fan of the traditional uh, classics that you normally hear about and see about because that is not fun to me. It is not realistic. But this is a more realistic thing, even if it is on the fringe of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are more that this is a more realistic type of thing that most people live in and not this perfect cookie cutter world. And that's what I appreciate seeing. And that's why I, again, appreciate the uh, Christmas stories, the uh, vacation movies, that they have that level of chaos that ensues when all of these family members get together and each person is in doing their own. (laughs) um, I didn't even see it until then. Oh my gosh. I can't even continue. That's so cute. I know, right? He's great. <laughs> yeah, there's a level of cynicism here that you don't get from your traditional Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah, and that most said, Christmas movies, most holiday yeah. movies live in that perfect little cookie cutter world. And I, I, even if they are like a little controversial, I just like the realism that it gets with language. Uh, people are realistic in this to a level of this is how people talk. And most Christmas movies don't have that. And that's why I connect with these a little more. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. I understand. I, it's not it's, a wonderful life, Andrew. We well, know. I'm not <laughs> saying that. Although it kind me, of is, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. yeah I mean, goes through it their kind of mixes a lot of, it kind of mixes a lot of things. And obviously, uh, Mr. Green, played by Michael Shannon, who I actually thought was one of my favorite characters in the movie. He's great. He's really so, I agree. Michael Shannon's a really un- uh, underrated, funny actor. He is. Uh, there's a mix of Christmas Carol in here. Mm-hmm. It gives each of them weed, one Christmas present, one Christmas future, and one Christmas past. <laughs> um, and then he also is trying to introduce a little bit of a not Christmas story, but a little bit of a great Gatsby situation in there. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's, there's a little bit of homage to Christmas stories that are out there. Wonderful. You know, it's a wonderful life. And I think well. that's also why I appreciate it is because this really pushes it to the limits. This is, I, I, I appreciate this discussion because it is one of those that it can fall either way mm-hmm. where you have people who really enjoy it or have people who do not understand it. But at its level, this is pointing out every single Christmas trope in a Christmas movie. Like there is no doubt that this is a Christmas movie. This yeah. is based on Christmas, intended well, on Christmas, the spirit of Christmas. Everything is centered around Christmas and it yeah. hits every single Christmas trope, but it throws in so much controversy and R to X rated material that it that it makes people uncomfortable. But at its core, it's doing everything that most traditional Christmas movies do. Sure. It's okay. true. My like I, so I agree. At the end of the day, my only real problem with it, and this is, might be a problem that I have with uh stoner films or maybe even just the collective work of jonathan levine or levine i don't know how you pronounce the director's name but uh this it gets it gets kind of scattershot in the middle of the story where you have characters kind of just running off into their own little things and not really their own things that really help motivate their character 
I agree. Overall, like you have C Rob, he's chasing uh the Grinch, and you have uh Seth Rogen just tripping throughout New York, and then you have uh uh Joseph Gordon Levitt's character is just kind of wandering aimlessly, feeling like he's abandoned. But I don't feel like any of those moments they go through overall forward what what the story is supposed to be about, which is these two friends trying to help their other friend move on. Um, and so it gets a little scattershot in the middle and that might just be because they wanted to get the gags in there. They wanted to get all these funny ideas of Seth Rogen puking in a church and, uh, you know, uh, well, and each person has their own little subplot that they're dealing with. So, you know, it helps Seth Rogen realize that he's not as ready and he's not as honest with his, his partner about the pregnancy. And so they come to that realization. Anthony Mackie is, is worried about his fame and losing the touch with his, like, his selfness and whatnot. But I do agree that I don't necessarily think that those are, are necessary stories. I, I also feel that it gets muddled in that middle part when they kind of break away. But I also think it's important for, for Levitt's character because he needs to be abandoned again to realize that he is, has to get out of his own way essentially yeah but, but i i agree I like that it gets achieved that i feel like they could have achieved that a little like they honestly they could have achieved that i think if they just got to the party faster i agree because they have this sort of MacGuffin idea of this magical party and if the idea was that all this stuff was going to get in the way and they were never going to get there then don't have them get there but yeah. instead they got there with like 30 minutes to go and then they kind of like sandwich a bunch of stuff into the last 30 minutes of the movie and honestly, I looked at this this party when they walked in. I was like, this does not look like the most amazing party in New York. This this looks pretty, pretty tame, honestly. Other no, but you had to ride a train through a gas station of uh, I mean, Christmas that was life. that was cool. And, and then they show Cyrus up and it's a pretty traditional looking, you know, you know, rave it on the other end. But Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus being there is cool yeah. uh, for 2015. Um, but uh, it would be cool today. Yeah, I, maybe. Um She's a big deal. It was hot off a wrecking ball, which I did. I did. It was hot off a wrecking ball. Um, But yeah, you know, I I, I struggle with with how to really properly rate and rank this movie. Uh, Will it be in my Christmas tradition? No. Sure. But uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily sad for having seen it. Right. Okay. I also do think that the uh, the timeliness of the drug capacity of weed especially that particular story doesn't hold up as well because it is legal in so many places so the the whole idea of trying to find a person of which to buy drugs from is a little uh, easier these days than it was in 2015 as well it is and it also so, felt like so that doesn't really hold up as well but it's still some funny the, some of the timeline of events really kind of felt like it should it like things were taking longer than it should have you know at times yeah uh i did really enjoy i really enjoyed the ending i gotta say like everything after everything after the bad stuff was all really good <laughs> you know uh basically when they when they wake up the next when i say wake up when they are sitting on the bench the next morning uh everything from there i really enjoyed yeah because it was because there was like a heart all of a sudden like here comes a lot more of the heart into the movie um well of the four of us andrew you were the only one who gave what i would call a negative review so my question for you is what was your favorite part if you had to pick one. Anytime that Michael Shannon was present. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. But, but, bad, but here's the other thing too, is that <clears throat> I want to say that when, what, what I want to say was when uh, 
Seth Rogen's character was in the church and he was high as balls. And like <laughs> it's happening again. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking, he's looking at all the babies, and all the babies are cussing him out. So <laughs> we did not do that. Yeah. That that was my, that was really funny. I think my favorite part in terms of a funny thing was actually it was a really it was kind of subtle, but it's when he's when it's when Joseph Gordon Levitt's proposing and Miley is doing little like ad lib backups for him. You know, like nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I don't remember what all the stuff she says, but she's like, she was like, I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to, to commit. commit. Yes, yeah, sir, yeah, yes. All that stuff is great. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I have a my, my the two the two parts that come out to my mind a lot that I just like are when the trio plays Runaway on the big keyboard. That makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. And then yeah. when a very high Seth Rogen has an internal debate over whether or not he will perform a favor for this mystery james man yeah that conversation that inner monologue is very fun it's pretty it's a it was a pretty it was pretty it was it, and honestly i was like sitting there when the situation was revealed the truth was revealed that it was it was mindy kaling's fun i was like oh that makes so much more sense it made so much <laughs> i was like i was so confused by the whole situation i was like who is this james guy yeah. i know i know because that he clearly doesn't remember I seth was, like, oh. was also very confused yeah, that's fine. Um, all right. Well, we are running low, so let's switch over and talk about how this movie did in the box office. Different uh, expectations for Christmas movies, obviously. Usually, you know, they're, usually, they're not, especially not your blockbusters, especially with an R-rated Christmas movie, you're yeah. gonna have uh, some limitations there. Um, the night before opened uh, November twentieth, way back in 2015, it opened up in the number four spot um, to nine point eight million dollars. It was not going to be an easy week for it, though, because uh, it's open. So in number five, you had Secret in Their Eyes, brought in 6.5. That also opened that weekend. So that probably took a lot of money. In the number three spot, you had the Peanuts movie in its third week. Mm-hmm. At number two, we recently reviewed this. That's Spectre. You can, mm-hmm. uh, that was in its third week, brought in $15 million. And at the number one spot, oh, yeah, the debuting Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 brought Ooh, in $101 million. So... Uh, Night before had its uh, work cut out for it in terms of that open. Uh, so yeah, nine, $9.8 million opening. The movie would go on to make $43 million in the United States. Uh, $9.3 million overseas for a worldwide total of $52.3 million. Um, you know, on a $25 million budget. So it made its money back. Um, I don't know what, you know, uh, what other uh, deals they probably had in terms of merchandising and whatnot but for an r-rated christmas film i'd have to do i haven't done this research i should have done this before it's probably pretty good for an r-rated christmas movie i guess you know for the uh for the year of 2015 uh the night before finished in the 66 spot uh just ahead of krampus which was another another r-rated christmas movie that year uh number one movie of 2015 as you may or may not remember was the force awakens Mm. all by jurassic world avengers inside out and furious seven like i said we just talked about this when we did our specter review which you can check out right now as part of our james bond series and uh that's pretty much it okay who who is running our letterbox game i think it's david oh i I think i won last week didn't i for i think you did because it was yeah yeah thank you i think you nailed it if i remember right you got usually i do yeah yeah Yeah, you gotta you gotta Perfect 4.0 GPA. Perfect score. <laughs> All right. So the night before, uh, we're going to go to Letterboxd, our favorite critical review site in which you can guess on a scale of one to five. So <clears throat> I'll throw it out to the people. What are your guesses for 
Jonathan Levine stoner Christmas comedy? Um, 3.4. No. 3.4, yes, from Garrett. Ooh, I was going to say 3.2. 3.2, yes, from Josh. 3.2. Andrew, what do you I'm think? I'm going to go with a 2.9. 2.9. So the closest, because nobody got it exactly right, but the closest and the winner this week, he's a winner again. It's Josh because it's a 3.1. Oh, wow. 3.1. One more, one more point closer, and Andrew and I would have had to have had a tiebreaker. Ooh. Uh, some, some, some quick reviews, real quick. Two and a half star review from Lucy says, How is Michael Shannon in every movie? He is. And he is. then uh, someone said, uh, uh, This review comes from, from uh, Elvis the Alien, one of the funniest Christmas movies out there. They gave it three and a half stars. <laughs> And uh, this one is a three and a half review from Robbie. I can't read that. That's uh, <laughs> I can't read that. That's actually pretty pretty offensive. Oh, so, uh, it started off fine, and then I got to the end of the paragraph. Uh, anyhow, are you still back there? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our letterbox review. So, Josh, you win. You'll run the game next week for when we review something. Yes. What do we oh. give it personally? What do we rate it exactly? Four stars for me. It hits the Christmas tropes. It makes me laugh. I got no problems with it. I d- it delivers the Christmas message in a comedic package and a heartful one as well. I got to think about this. It's also a four star for me for the same Ooh. reasons listed. Four from Josh and Garrett. Andrew, I, I don't know if you should go. I, I don't know if you should go first or I should. I'm trying to think about this. I'm so excited. I'll go first. So uh, 2.5. Oh, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Perfect, perfect. That works out for me because I was going to give it, I think I'm just going to give it a three because it wasn't so bad that I, it was, it wasn't bad. It was just not really my like, type of Christmas movie. Yes, I will. I mean, I'll definitely keep it. No, like, no, 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 no. You can't say that because you enjoy oh. Office Christmas Party. Yeah, Disney well. Which is objectively a little worse than this. I question. Ooh. I, but I think that movie's funnier. I don't know why, but, uh, because you uh, don't like nothing but potty humor. What? You like toilet humor, and that movie has yes, more toilet humor than this one. Shocking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's probably, you know what it is? I bet in Office Christmas. Oh, no, that's exactly what it is. There are fart jokes in that movie. There are not fart jokes in this movie. That is why Andrew likes it more. Which really shockingly that there weren't. Am I right? I can agree with that. This is a Christmas movie, not a fart joke movie. But no, in this Office was a Christmas party, movie. Anyway. Kate McKinnon's whole gimmick is that she farts. Oh. And that is what Andrew likes about it. I totally Case closed. About Case closed. Case closed. He forgot about it, but look at him laughing now. <laughs> okay, well, um, that brings our uh, aggregate review to a 3.375. Pretty well, close. Three and a half is what it'll be. So Yeah, that's pretty that's close to the letterbox score. That's our review of the night before. Um, We should have one more uh christmas movie review to send out to y'all before christmas hits so look forward to that then we've got um we're gonna review spider-man no way home so watch that because we will be spoiling it and then we will uh end our season with our in with our 2021 wrap-up and then we will uh start planning for season five five seasons so find us online at so many sequels.com you'll find all our links there Um, we'll see y'all next time.